Welcome to Leadership Conversations with Josh Reich and Casey Sees. We have the conversations leaders want to have so they can win at leadership. Now, on to our show. And welcome back for another episode of Leadership Conversations. This is Casey Cease along with my partner in crime or pastor in crime, whatever, Josh Reich. Josh, how's it going, man? Hey, Casey. What's up, man? Oh, man, just living the dream, getting after it. You know, uh, summer's fast approaching. And so I'm excited today to talk with you about how you go about uh, planning your year, planning your summer, et cetera, because I think a lot of us uh, in leadership as entrepreneurs and pastors and leaders, uh, we get caught up in kind of the grind and, and, and don't don't think about planning rest or planning, um, you know, the next year necessarily. And so I, I want you to kind of lead us through that conversation today. Yeah, well, I mean, summer is almost here. And at least where I live, it's already triple digits. And so it feels like summer has already arrived, you know, but but summer is, I think, a unique time for leaders. And it's an overlooked time. So it's a time that uh, can really be maximized if you're a leader. Um, but we just don't do a very good job of it. And so I, you know, I think today as we talk about, about summer, um, you know, my hope is that leaders will have an idea just how to, how to plan their summer well, how to use it well and maximize it so that way they're able uh, to be fresh for the fall and the rest of the year. Well, that's great. So talk to us a little bit. How did you come to this realization? I mean, obviously most kids, right? They, you know, when we were in school, if you're in public school or even college, right, it's either semester based or you know, school year based, but, but how'd you as a leader get to the point of thinking through, okay, summer, summer needs to be extremely important in my rhythm. Well, I mean, if you think about the, most of the life cycles that we live in, whether you have kids or not, they center around the life cycle of schools. Yeah. And, you know, at least out here in Arizona where we live, they're on a year round school system. So everybody is pretty much back in school by the end of July out here. Okay. And, um, and I started to see too for myself, I found it really difficult to plan goals and to plan for the coming year over the Christmas break and at around New Year's um, and, and set goals then. And so I just found it easier to really see uh, my year through that cycle of like August to August or September to September, um, that the summer is this great time where you're um, at least in, in our church where we pull back, there's less things happening. There's kind of a different rhythm because kids are out of school and people are taking vacations. And, and so it's just that I found it to be a really easy, just an easier time uh, to plan, to think, to strategize, to refresh, um, and really kind of use the summer as your quote unquote off season, um, you know, as they do in sports of just kind of planning for the coming year. So, you're, you're, you're talking as a leader looking at summer, you're planning around rhythms of school, you're, you're, you're looking at ways to leverage that for, you know, longevity in, in what you're doing. Um, l- l- let me ask you this question. Let me put it this way. Why is it so important? Why, why does that really matter? Well, I think a lot of the conversations we've had about boundaries and that so many leaders are just tired. And they run from one busy season to the next. And the summer is a great time to just pause. Um, It's a great time where, you know, especially so for pastors out there, the majority of people in your church are going to take vacation. You know, they're going to go away. Um, They might go away for a week, for two weeks, for these long weekends here and there. Uh, There's summer camps that are happening. And it it, it just helps you then uh, to stay fresh. Um, to, to have kind of a 
kind of an end mark of this is when we're going to stop running as a leader. This is when we're going to take a break. This is when we're going to uh, be more intentional about learning um, or, or whatever it is. So what do you do? Like, what does your summer look like? So my summer looks like, and really from the beginning of our church, um, has really just tried to be different than the rest of the year. And so one of the things that I tell leaders a lot is one of the reasons that we, that we, um, that we don't succeed when it comes to resting or maximizing our summer is we, we don't decide ahead of time what being unproductive will mean and entail for mm. us. So okay? wait, wait, slow down. Talk, talk a little bit about being unproductive. Yeah, well, I mean, so if you think about it as a leader, by and large, the majority of what you do as a leader is producing things. Yeah, results. You're, you're producing results, you're producing content, you're producing meetings, trainings, you're producing sermons, songs, um, pro, you know, projects, whatever it is. You're just producing all the time. <laughs> and I think one of the things as leaders is to just learn how to not do that. Yeah. how to just take a break from, and this is really difficult. I mean, because I'm, I mean, we've talked about the Enneagram. I'm a high eight on the Enneagram. So I like to churn and just keep moving. My three is pretty high on the Enneagram. Yeah. I'm and a three. So, so like, yeah, I mean, it's hard achieving, you know, and producing is addicting. Yeah. I, I mean, leaders, we just have to be honest about it. It is addicting as leaders to produce something. It's hard to like when I, when I don't preach as much as I love the break, I get really antsy. Yeah. Um, and I think this is one of the reasons this is important is it's not just a physical health thing. Although I think there's a lot of benefits to not being productive and resting, but as a Christian leader, it's a heart thing as well to really learn how to rest in I'm just a beloved child of God apart from being a leader. Yeah. Um, and it's a great time to, to separate our identity as a leader with just, I'm just Josh in my world. Right. Um, and, and so, you know, being unproductive looks different for different people. You know, for me, some of being unproductive just means not reading books that have to do with leadership, ministry, or sermons. Okay. You know, and reading spy novels or historical fiction. Um, I, I try every year to read historical fiction because it seems like everybody's super into it right now. But like, right. I, yeah. I never get, I never get to the end of the book. Like, I always <laughs> give up. Like, <laughs> you know, or you know, sleeping in. You know, um, taking trips. Like, whatever whatever is just life-giving to you. Um, you know, being honest about those things and just saying, you know what, I'm just going to not be productive right now and it's going to be okay. You know, and I think the reason pastors struggle with this is not only their identity piece, but also they just think that their church isn't going to live without them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but honestly, like your church is going to be totally fine. So, (laughs) so how do you make sure of that? Like what are some ways you prepare and get your church ready for something like that? You know, you know, how would you, well, let's start this way. How would you talk, how would you advise a, a pastor or a leader to talk with their team to get buy-in on that? You know, because, because, you know, I, I hear all the time where people are like, well, why do you need a month off or why do you need three weeks off? Because I don't get three weeks off. Or I had one guy one time on my sabbatical, uh, you know, I had 12 weeks of sabbatical after I think 16 years of full-time ministry and, or 15 years of full-time ministry. He's like, man, I don't get three months off. I was like, dude, you're out of town at least six weeks last year. Like at your yeah. timeshare and skiing and vacation and, you know, and so I was like, what are you talking about? But, but how would you recommend someone, you know, kind of 
lead their team that direction? Well, I think leading your church and leading your team are, are centered around maybe two different conversations. Um, first off for our church, one of the values of our church is to pursue health. And so the question that we ask with that is, am I making questions today that will help me to thrive tomorrow? And so that has an enormous impact on just the culture of our church and how we live out the rhythm of rest and what things we do or don't do. Okay. So within, you know, first off as a lead pastor, if you're struggling to make this happen and you know, I mean, I've never had a sabbatical. I've never taken 12 weeks off, you know, so I can't answer that question in terms of like how you lead your church through that. Yeah. Um, but for the last, you've taken a month off, haven't you? I mean, for the last several years, I mean, I've taken, I I take three to four weeks off every single summer. Gotcha. Um, and, but the reality is for a couple of things, one, almost everybody in your church has at least that much vacation or more. Um, I, I mean, if we're honest about it and, um, you're just taking the majority of it at one time. Okay. Um, and so, you know, so when you help to frame it that way for people, when they're like, well, you know, why do you get this many Sundays off? Well, how many days a week, how many, you know, days a year do you get off in your job? Um, and so, you know, then as you're leading up to your elders, it's really important for, for them to see and for your church to see the benefit that the rest of the church gets from a, from a staff that is fresh. Yeah. Um, and so, um, I, I force all of our staff to take all their days off if I have to. Um, they're pretty good about it. But, um, you know, so one of the things that I do at the beginning of the year is I lay out with our team how many how many Sundays a year I'm going to preach. Um, all of our staff is supposed to take seven Sundays where they're not at our church. Um, and, seven? And that's written in seven. Really? Yep. And, and what they're supposed to do with those is to rest, to go to other churches, to go to conferences, um, you know, going to other churches as a staff member is hugely helpful. Yeah. Inspirational. Um, helpful. Yeah, you know, you come back with great ideas, you come back refreshed, you're able to go to church without having to think about working. Um, and, and so that's a huge help. And, um, and, and so that's just one of the things that we've written into our job descriptions wow. uh, okay. for people. And, and so then, I mean, what that does is because we have the buy-in of our elder team and honestly, I mean, we don't, we don't get any negative feedback about this stuff Wow. because people see the benefit. We've taught our people, there's a benefit to a fresh staff and, you know, we give, we try to give our volunteers off in the summertime with kids ministry, all of our small groups, uh, scale back in the summertime so that they're resting um, you know, and just things like that. There's a lot of benefit to a, a staff that is rested. Yeah, absolutely. You know, no, and I think that's, I think that's the thing that, that I found, you know, whether it's, you know, last summer I took three weeks off, I think went out of town, you know, partly rest, partly writing and, you know, the benefit of just being fresh and ready to get after it. Um, you know, when, when I got back was extremely, beneficial for the church, even though the church, you know, in the fall went through a pretty rough season with families moving or transitioning out or whatever. And so, you know, that, that, that planning for rest, you know, like, like you said, you're an eight, I'm a three. And so for me, it takes me a few days to unwind enough to just be Casey, like to be okay. Uh, not really being productive, like, you know, not reading a book about uh, leadership or business or preaching or theology or, you know, or if it's a theology book, it's something kind of a deeper, idea that I'm not going to be preaching on in the fall. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. and I think, you know, another thing that I would say is one thing we're working on at my church is working in some study time. 
So like, you know, in addition to rest, also having a week or two where it's understood by the staff and the elders that I'm gone for three or four days to go study and work on a new sermon series or yeah. to create some content around that where I'm uninterrupted. And, you know, and so those are, I think, rhythms that are extremely healthy for people when they're, um, you know, when, when they're thinking as leaders, getting that time yeah. off. And I, I love how you said the intentional, uh, would you call it intentional uselessness uh, or uh, unre- would you, how did you phrase that again? Intention, intentional uselessness. I don't you know. said, you said something like, that's uh, a great, it's a great like, phrase. Right, well, let's, let's <laughs> coin that here at leadership conversations, but no, it's that, that thing where you're, you're not being productive intentionally, you know, intentional non-productivity yeah, just, or, yeah. um, well, intentional useless. Like, Cause I feel as a three, I feel like, why do I exist if I'm not, you know, being effective, you know, true. and, and realizing that, that, Hey, um, you know, one thing I've learned a few years ago is it is effective to rest well with my family. It yeah. is effective to have fun with my daughters. It is effective to engage in slower walks and conversations with my wife. It yeah. is effective to get rest to recharge my batteries. Um, but but when you don't begin with that mindset, it's extremely difficult um, to last in this game, man. Yeah. Well, and I would say one of the things with that crash that leaders experience in the first few days of a vacation, Yeah. one of the things that we do that's really helpful is the week before we're leaving town, I will go and do an overnight retreat at a monastery. Oh, wow. And, um, or, you know, just go to a hotel or something like that. Um, and, and just go and, and begin that, that crash basically yeah. that you experience when you stop. So that way my family doesn't experience that. That's a great idea. Um, and, and that's been a really helpful rhythm for us as well. And so sometimes like, like last year I went to, uh, just a monastery that's outside of Tucson. Um, you can get, you know, the necklace or whatever, if you're doing a silent retreat, no one will talk to you. And, um, and it's just a good way to just begin preparing your heart and your body just for resting. Yeah. You know, and I think too, I I think this is a great area as well. Um, for, for Christians to just give themselves grace, like no one as an eight and a three, no one is judging how well you rest. (laughs) No, no, they're not, (laughs) you know, no, no one is, there's not, you know, and so to just give yourself grace and, you know, if you think about work, just, you know, it's, it's that whole, like taking that thought captive, you know, and and applying that to work when you, when you're on vacation, just saying, you know what, okay, I'm going to take this captive. I thought about it. I'm going to disregard it. And one of the things, I mean, every blog talks about this, but one of the things that we do is Katie changes all of my email and social media passwords yep. before we go on vacation yep. so that I don't even know what they are. Yeah. Um, and, and that's because it's just tempting <laughs> to look at that, to just look at Instagram and your, your blog and whatever else like it, because it's a detox that your body goes through and your brain goes through. Um, and it's hard, but to engage with your family and to rest, um, it is incredibly important with, with doing stuff like that. Absolutely. No, those are great thoughts, Josh. You know, I, I know now the benefit of slowing down, being intentional, resting. And I do think, you know, paying attention to the rhythms of your business. You know, I have one friend that he intentionally plans a month off, um, between, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, because Mm -hmm. that's, that's the slowest time of the year for his business because his business targets those in ministry. And so he says like, I mean, just 
uncategorically there's a big slide in demand and things right there. And that's the time he uses to recharge. And so I think for many of us, summertime just makes sense. I like the idea when you said you, you think through your, your year from August to August, um, because, you know, you know, for those of us who are in the church, right, you have Advent and then you roll into a few months later going through Lent into Easter yeah. and that's a sprint, you know. And so yeah. I think, you know, slowing down July, early August before school ramps back up and it's a little different from where you're at. But but taking that time to, you know, get away. And one of the things I love doing each summer is like speaking at a youth camp or something. Mm. It it it, um, it it keeps me young. It keeps me fresh. It uh, You know, you can preach a little longer, a little louder because, you know, the students, you know, are a little bit different environment. And during the day, I just tell the host when I come, like, look, I'm not going to be out like playing the food games every day or anything like that. Uh, You know, I'm going to be resting and studying and I want to invest in your leaders some. And and, and that's how I usually decide whether it'd be a good fit for me. But that's one thing I do to recharge my batteries and rekindle my passions for Jesus is to, you know, find a different environment to go pour out, uh, you know, for a week, but also allows some rest and focus as, as well. No, I think that's great. And I think one of the things that we've started to do is we've started to go through a few different questions each summer. Oh, that's great. And we've started to ask some questions because we use the summer as really, like you said, the launching into the rest of the year right. of seeing our year from August to August. And so the summertime is also just a really great time to evaluate just where your family is, where your ministry is, your leadership, your life. You know, And so one of the things that that I'll start to think through and that I'll, I'll talk about with my wife is, you know, what are, what are some areas maybe in the next year that I want to grow in? Um, like each year I try to think through, okay, is there, is there a, a leadership component, a theological component? Is there a spiritual discipline that I want to grow in, in the next year? Um, you know, are there some books that I can read about that? How do I, you know, who could I learn from and, and just think intentionally of how you're going to continue growing as a leader, you know, and then we'll evaluate and we'll talk through, um, as a couple, just, you know, where we are vocationally, spiritually, our family, how are we doing with friends, um, and relational time? How are we emotionally, financially, physically, recreationally, and and we'll rate ourselves and just talk through those ratings each summer and just saying, okay, like, how are we doing right now? Um, and, and then just looking forward into the next season, because one of the things I think, especially if you're a parent is thinking through, okay, uh, because it's the summertime, you're going into the school year. Okay. What's that next school year going to look like? How old are our kids going to be this next year? What, what new things are we, are they going to be experiencing? What new things are we going to be experiencing? You know, we're about to have two middle schoolers, uh, starting next year. So this summer, you know, we're talking through, you know, even more, okay. Like we're, we're going to have a teenager next fall. Um, you know, so what, what does that mean now? I mean, we've been talking about it for, you know, the past couple of years, but you know, all those teen years are getting closer and closer for us. And so we're talking more and more about that. And I think, you know, this is where like leaders, you do this for your job, right? You know, you, you do that. You're thinking through, okay, like what's the, what's the next ministry thing? You know, what's the next hire, whatever, but we rarely do those things personally, um, and, and I think that's a big loss. Like, I think that's something that we just take away uh, from our family then. Yeah, um, no, I agree. You know, and so, I mean, just using that time, um, like, just don't waste your summer. I realize that's so John Piper-ish, but like, <laughs> you know, like. Trademark, desiring God. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, but don't, like, I, because it's such a valuable time. And one of, th- one of the things that I get from pastors all the time is they'll say, well, you know, well, what do you do about preaching then? Like, if you don't have someone else to preach for you. 
You know, I, I remember our first Make few friend, years man. of the church. That's what I tell well, if you don't have a friend. So like the first few years of our church, like there wasn't anybody else that I, you know, had at that point. I was new to Tucson. There weren't really, um, you know, every other church planter I knew was was slugging it out on Sunday. Yeah. And, and so we just went and down, I, I went and downloaded like four sermons. Like I, I remember we showed like a Tim Keller one, a Matt Chandler one, like an Andy Stanley one. And, and we just showed them <laughs> and we just showed the videos uh, in, in church and just said, Hey, this is somebody you should know about. Dude, you know, Josh is on vacation with that. I, you know what? They were like, okay. You know, because what we did was, Dude, you know, my people I, are like, yeah, Hey, can, how often can we not have you preach? <laughs> could you, could you play a Keller or something or, you know, cause you know, uh, but now he's I mean, way honestly, better than you. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, we've done, we've shown a video sermon at least once a year since the start of our church. Oh, wow. You know, and every time we'll just say something like, Hey, you know, this, this is a pastor or this is an author that we just think you should know about that they've written a bunch of books and we just think, you know, that they'd be helpful to you. They've been helpful to our team or uh, like, we're going to show a series this summer uh, while I'm gone. And it's a series that was really beneficial to Katie and I just personally. Yeah. And we just think it's going to be beneficial to our whole church. And when, when you frame it that way, people are like, Oh man, like this is, this is our church looking out for us. Like this is our church. Um, exposing us Dang, to dude, I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like a Paul Trip DJ or something, man, and just be like, hey, <laughs> y'all been asking for parenting, uh, you know, hey, come join us this Sunday with special guest Paul Trip on video, something there fun like that. What do you think? Yeah, I think so, especially that voice. That I'm I mean, gonna do with the voice. Right I mean, as long as you intro anything <laughs> with a voice like that, then you're pretty much stellar to go, man. Yeah. So yeah, we're running out of time now, man. But uh, I would say, hey, if you're listening to this and you don't have a plan going into summer. We recommend you get one and maybe you only have a week of vacation this year or something like that. Uh, just be smart and wise. Care for yourself because ultimately in caring for you, you're caring for the organization that you lead. And as leaders, one of the things we always have to keep in front of us is that this is a marathon and not a sprint. So anyways, on behalf of Josh and myself, Casey Cease, we thank you for listening to another episode of Leadership Conversations. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of Leadership Conversations with Josh Reich and Casey Cease. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, head on over to iTunes or Google Play to subscribe to our podcast. Also, head on over to our website at www.leaderconvos.com.